0: hi everyone and welcome to three Three sheltered Sheltered girls
1: when they want to make a baby one cow climbs on top of the other cow (laughs) and they join
2: what if your kid decided that she just wanted to be a cat
0: sarah can you name a mariah carey song i will always love you and i said nope that's a whitney houston song (laughs) Hey, what about just the occult junk in my room? Should I destroy it? Absolutely.
2: And And then I was like, well, if it was too sexy for church, it's perfect for a bar.
1: I'm Ashley. I'm Sarah. I'm Jessica.
0: And thank you for listening. We really hope that you guys have enjoyed the last few episodes. Um, if you have any questions or comments, just as a reminder, you can contact us at 3shelteredgirls at gmail.com. That's all spelled out, 3 girls at gmail. You can also rate us. And you can leave any kind of comment you want. We really want to hear your feedback. Give us those stars, bitches. Yes. yes,
1: please. And share us with your friends as well.
0: Yeah, we we really want to hear some feedback about those that maybe have similar experiences, that haven't had similar experiences and are really shocked to hear our experiences. Mm-hmm. I know we've had some friends and people that have mentioned their, their shock for the way that we were raised in comparison to them. Um, but we really want to hear what you have to say and what you think and yeah send us send us some comments. So I'm leading today we're going to discuss school which seems like a really broad subject but in particular we're talking private schools. Now as far as experience goes I grew up entirely in a private school. Sarah you grew up In public school, right? I did. Yeah, I
2: did go to public school. No private school for me. And Jess was a hybrid.
1: Yeah, well, I was (laughs) was homeschooled in private school for most of the time, I would say. Um, I switched over in 10th grade was my first year in public school. So I was in public school for the last three years.
0: And I'll get a little bit more into our personal experiences with school a little bit later, but I wanted to go over kind of the definitions of different private schools because when I was doing research... I didn't realize just how vast and, I guess, wide-ranged private schools um, are. So as far as private schools, what they are is an educational system not administered by a local, state, or national government. Starting off, there's traditional, which are often paid for by parents but can run without any specific designation, so like it could... They can be run like a business with no real ulterior motive. They don't have to be religious-based or any kind of um, specific skill-based, anything like that. Um, That's what's called just traditional private school. The next one we've all heard of is boarding. You know, you've seen it in, like, all of our 2000s movies. It's all the trope. Like, I am going to send these kids off to boarding school. Just like with the parent, Travis, She's like, I'm going to ship those kids off to Switzerland. Like, all that kind of thing. But... Boarding schools are exactly kind of like what they've been stereotyped in movies or TV shows. They're schools that offer food and lodging for students. The intention is to go beyond simple academia in that they offer a deeper connection with faculty and with one another. It's kind of like summer camp meets private school education.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, There are language immersion schools, which exactly what they sound like schools that are primarily focused on the development of additional languages so um, it can be one or multiple languages there's Montessori schools which we see a lot they put a huge emphasis on exploration for children so children kind of set the dynamic a little bit but the interesting thing I thought about Montessori schools which I didn't know about they're designed to be three-year communities So each teacher having the same group of children for those three years, which I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. And um, there's private special education, which of course is focused on students with special needs and typically creates an environment catered to those that have a harder time learning, whether it be due to a learning disability or their environment. So anything from, you know, autism, ADHD, anxiety, depression, things like that. Um parochial school which is a religious private school that receives funding from a local church
1: oh that was where I went to school. yeah and I was thinking
0: about it, I was like you know I, I my parents my parents paid a tuition but I I think the church that was attached to my school also helped fund which I think and I'll get into it which I think led to a, a lot of the curriculum mm-hmm. being influenced by that, but um, yeah, mine too. Yes, as well. Other types of religious schools might have varying degrees of funding from a church. The term parochial indicates that the school will be partnered with the local church. Um, and then, of course, religious private schools are private institutions with religious affiliation. So I think where I went growing up was like a I think it. I think I realized that it was a parochial school when I was doing this research, and it seems like you had the same. Thing, well, I went Jess. to three
1: different ones. I think probably. Oh wow! Okay. I, I think one at least one of them was probably parochial because it was there in the church where where the church was, mm-hmm. and it was like, I know a lot of the I students there too. also went to the church, and yep. the other one, uh, the other two actually, I think were just religiously affiliated. I don't think. I don't, I don't know if they received funding, but I think they were more so just religious yeah. affiliation.
0: So my school was attached to a Baptist church and connected to a Baptist church. So it had um, very Baptist influence. Um, what about yours, Jess?
1: Uh, honestly, I don't know. I think, um, I can't remember the name of the church that... The one school was attached to. I think they weren't Baptist. Um, I don't know that they were actually. I, I think they were more like independent churches, okay. sort yeah. of. I don't know. I don't like know. non-denominational. Yeah, like non-denominational, okay. sort of. But they. I know that my mom spent. My parents spent a lot of time like looking at uh, the mission statement of the schools and of the churches that they were affiliated with, and deciding whether they agreed with them, like the the theology. Mm, it's okay. really oh, yeah. cool
2: to hear your mom cool. put like so much research. Oh, yeah they
1: really did. They <laughs> yeah, spent a lot of time like thinking about not even just you know like how they were going to spiritually influence these schools, but also like the academics, the class sizes, the other opportunities that would be available to us. So,
0: I wanted to ask a couple questions now about just general school. We went over the different types of private, and we'll expound on those a little bit later. But as far as general schooling, since there's such a mix here, um, what would you say, whoever wants to answer first, what would you say was the best thing you got out of your schooling and what was the worst? Like, in comparison, if you can think of something.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll go first. Okay. Um Because I was thinking about this in the car, actually, on the way over. Mm-hmm. I think the best thing that I got out of going to private Christian schools was the, the small class size and the ability to really develop relationships with the teachers. Mm-hmm. Because there were a few students there, I had an English teacher that really kind of helped me see that I should uh, start to think of myself as a writer a little bit. She oh. encouraged me to apply to some competitions, which I won early on. And I don't know that I would have gotten that encouragement in public school. Maybe yeah. I would have. But I think... Uh, because the teachers knew us so well, they kind of saw our talents a little more clearly and mm-hmm. were able to kind of push us towards those talents. Um, I also really appreciated just, uh, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like on sure. the one hand, the friends that I had there, I got really close to because we had all the same classes together. Oh yeah. On the other hand, it was like, you don't really have that many, much of a choice in terms of who <laughs> you can be friends with because it's a really small class size. That's true. And um, But, you know, I I did. I developed some really close friendships there. Uh And then uh, the other, I think the negative would be kind of the bubble that everyone there Uh sort of had very similar beliefs and opinions. And Uh so uh, when I did switch to public school in 10th grade, I had trouble accepting the fact that the people around me were not just going to automatically agree with
0: me. <laughs> okay so then on that same question but for public school for yeah. you you mentioned the private school so what about what was the best and worst that you got out of your schooling from public
1: public school I think it was that challenge that there were people that <laughs> were going to disagree with me and that I could learn from and people with very different uh religious beliefs families uh, mm. people who looked different than me that I had to and it wasn't even a had to I was I think I was excited about that I was excited to learn about people who were not like me um, so that was very much a positive a negative <sighs> um, probably again like because I was used to having very close relationships with my teachers, it was hard for me to transition mm-hmm. to just kind of being, like, a number, one out of maybe 300 students that this teacher has, and not, yeah. like, feeling like I was special in yeah. some way, you know? Yeah, that's
0: that's interesting. Yeah, Sarah, what what would you say was the best thing that you got out of your schooling and the worst? <clears throat> um,
2: So I went to a, a very large school. My graduate, well, and I, I'll say out the number, my graduating class was like, <laughs> you guys think this is funny, 666 students. Hey! Hey, Satan's number. Yeah, <laughs> Satan students. <laughs> so that was no, it's like all the teachers' worst nightmares, or parents, sorry. Um, but it was um, th- the best thing about this school is the International Baccalaureate School. So it was, it had some incredible academics. Um, like, I felt I was super prepared for college. Like, oh, I, could, wow. I could write papers out like that. Um, I really, it expounded like a lot of different interests for me. There really wasn't a subject that I struggled in. My teachers were great. Um, and because I was in this additional academic program, it was a smaller class size, and I actually developed relationships with the teachers. Um, and so that was really great. Uh, I think, and I, I really, and, you, and Josh, you mentioned like the bubble that you experienced mm-hmm. in, in private school. Um, I actually <laughs> had a self-created bubble, mm-hmm. you know, where, like, I, I was far more secluded in high school than I am now um, in terms of, like, the people I kind of reached out to, tried to befriend. But um, I'll have to say, like, the probably the negative thing is it is kind of easy to feel lost in a school that size. Mm-hmm. There were, you know, oftentimes I went to, like, I would eat lunch by myself in the library and yeah. uh, read books because uh, if I had a different lunch system than my friends which you know the lunches would be split up into three because there's so many so right. sometimes I just wouldn't have the same lunch period as my friends and so I would just go eat by myself because I didn't know anybody <clears throat> the school was just too big so it's it was easy <laughs> to feel lost yeah 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 in the public school and that's that's a really
0: unique perspective like I said I, I I you know I can't relate I never went to public school um I would say like the best thing that I got out for me I love sports. I love being athletic and playing. And I think the best thing for me was I got to do a lot of the activities I wanted to do. If I wanted to play volleyball, I got to play it. If I wanted to, you know, be a cheerleader, which only lasted for a year because I hated it, uh, I could. Like, there was a lot of opportunity for me to be involved, and there wasn't a whole lot of room for like there were there were times where i got benched which you know there like especially with volleyball there were a lot of players right so everybody needed a chance to play and that's totally fine um but i would still get to play um and i'm i'm not saying that i'm a great athlete but i don't i think i was good enough to play there but i don't know if i would have been good enough to play in public school i might not have made a team um i'd say the negative was I didn't really feel like there was a bubble. The biggest negative for me was there also was limitation on extracurriculars or different classes and stuff. Like, we didn't have a drama class until I was in mid-high school. Um, And I really like acting. I took acting classes when I was younger, and I I found it fun. I liked, you know, acting and stuff. We would do, like, plays and things like that. But I remember in high school, one of my friends was the lead in her Beauty and the Beast, production at her high school and she was phenomenal but I remember going to her high school and seeing what looked like this grand theater that I was like I didn't know high schools had this and they had props and they had costumes and I was like this is so beautiful like Mm -hmm. they've done such a good job like they had a theater department a choir everything and we didn't have that but there were some limitations as far as that public schools have the funding to be able to do that we didn't.
1: Yeah, and I'd say another positive for me <clears throat> during the switch was, like you were saying, at my private Christian schools, we had like one drama teacher, we had one art teacher, we had one music teacher, yep. and so you were basically limited to that yeah. person's approach to mm-hmm. music, to art, to drama. When I switched over to public school, well, now I had... I didn't take really music classes in high school, but I took... Um, I took several art classes. I actually thought about being a studio art major and applying to art school because I was, like, heavy into the arts (laughs) in high school. And I had three different art teachers. They were all amazing, and they all, like, they all were really dedicated to helping us develop our portfolios and thinking about ourselves as artists. That's really Um, yeah. And I would not have had that. Yeah, I think, Mm -hmm.
2: um, like, in my public school, that is definitely one of the strong suits I think that we had because like at least in my school we competed like we were nationally competitive in a lot of our Mm -hmm. extracurriculars like my band competition like our marching band won national competitions against other marching bands the gymnastics team my brother won um like second place nationally so we didn't even involved. have yeah, yeah. yeah like our like that was some of the cool things though because if you like if you were good in, our, in this high school at what you did in your extracurricular like you were good on a national scale right yeah and that's that was definitely
0: a huge advantage yeah
2: it was a great sense of accomplishment and like <laughs> there are like people people from my graduating class are actually like actresses and like hmm. uh and I, I think you actually have a model friend too but like Like, seeing these people that succeed in the class and what they do actually succeeded outside of it and whatever it was they were doing, which was really cool to see. I'm curious.
1: Do you, like, because I feel like there's a (laughs) natural transition happening here. Sure. Like, um, why our our parents decided to put us into private? you think, like, your parents, did your parents have friends?
0: So, yeah, it's interesting. I I do want to transition to that. So kind of getting into the why. Um, I actually spoke with my mother this morning. And, uh. I asked my mom, and I kind of figured this was the case, but my cousin, who's a year older than me, he's also an only child, my aunt and uncle put him in my private school before I did. I was in preschool. He was in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. He went there. And I asked my mom, I said, well, did you do this because because they put Corey in there? And she goes, actually, yeah, I think it did. She goes, I don't remember how they found out about it, Mm -hmm. but they they took him there, and he liked it there, and then he really thrived, and so we wanted to put you there, too. And... I asked my mom, I said, if you could do it all over again with my education, would you still put me in a private school? And she said, she said yes, I would, but a different one. Yeah. <laughs> so um, she said she doesn't regret putting me through private school at all. She said there are some good private schools out there. I think she r- really just wanted me to have a sense of community. That was something that I think her and my father just wanted me to have. And they gave me opportunities to go to public school. I think at the point whenever it became my decision, I was already so immersed in my school that I was like, I really don't want to start over this late in the game. I might mm-hmm. as well just stick this out and, you know, learn from public whenever I go to college. You Right, know? Like, right. So why did your parents put you in private school, or how did you start off there?
1: Yeah, so I called my mom this morning to talk about it because um, having read a couple articles... In, and I, I kind of had this sense that my parents put me into private Christian schools to kind of protect <clears throat> us and nurture us spiritually, that it was very much to shelter us, honestly. Um, and from reading some of the articles and why, like, Christian parents decide to put their kids into Christian school— Like there's, uh, and I know you read some of these too, but like Mm -hmm. those fears about like public school is going to corrupt my child because they're going to be with like friends that are encouraging them to dress promiscuously and think about (laughs) having sex before marriage and, you know, swearing. And then there's the whole evolution thing. Mm -hmm. And I kind of had this sense that that was why my parents decided to keep me in Christian school. And then when I called my mom this morning, she just like basically confirmed that to me that. Uh, that she wanted to protect us from those Mm. negative influences before we were old enough to be able to make our own choices. Because she was was saying to me, like, I know, like, you know, you're going to get older and you're going to make these choices for yourself, but when you're real young like that, your teachers are role models to you, and so they're, like, shaping how you think of yourself and what's important, and so are your peers, and so... Um, yeah, that was why they decided to keep us in private school. It was that, and it was um, that there were some learning disabilities in my family. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I uh, had trouble learning to read. I learned much later that I'm kind of borderline dyslexic. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. also, I'm just a very competitive person, and yeah. without the competition, like, she homeschooled us initially. Okay. And without the competition of a class kind of showing me where I was at. Comparatively, Mm -hmm. I just didn't have any interest in overcoming that challenge of learning to read. So um, they decided to put me into private school for the religious reasons, but also because of the small class sizes and because there was more opportunity for individualized instruction to kind of help us with that.
0: It is interesting that you say that because I asked my mom, I don't think that mine was entirely to protect me though, Mm -hmm. because the way that she said it, she's like private schools offer a lot of opportunity. My mom mentioned that she wanted me to have an environment where I could excel more Mm -hmm. for whenever I went to university and how it would look uh, on paper to a university and my education and what it looked like I focused on and what I did and everything like that. So I think there was an aspect of um, religious protection, but I don't think it was the sole purpose of why I went to a Mm -hmm. private school. I think they wanted me to have a private school education and they wanted me to excel in that and have that look good on paper for colleges in the future but it's interesting because after what sarah said you know how nationally ranked her school mm-hmm, was right. and i did do some research and i think you did too jess there really isn't a major i think i think if the school has a prestigious like reputation then sure um like what's the, what's the one that's in dallas with uh, what is in highland park I don't know. Uh, there's like some Is it big, like the magnet schools, like yeah, executives? like mm-hmm. a big magnet school, like that one has rep, like like reputation. So if you went to that school, then colleges would look at you, right, right, right. But that's different. Mine was just I went to a private school with a private education, and my my parents were like well that will look good on on you know scholarly pursuits. Oh, interesting. But there really isn't a major difference between what colleges look through as far as public or private. I found a few articles and I'm going to read this one from Yahoo uh, because it gives a pretty brief um, synopsis of the differences. And this is from July of this year. So it's pretty recent and it explores a little bit of the difference with differences between public and private school. So in kind of starting it off, it says public school versus private school as far as teachers go. And it says one place where public schools take an advantage over private and just that goes along with exactly what you talked about earlier As far as teachers says, the percentage of new teachers is higher in private schools at 16% compared with public at 11 um, due to higher salaries. There's also the chance for more teachers for different subjects. Like you mentioned with the multiple art classes, cost. Public schools are paid for by local taxes, obviously, with the exception of some small fees. So it's free. Private school on average. Now, this wasn't my average, but this is the national average. $10,740 $10,740 a year. Yeah. Mm. For mm. private school education. That was yours?
1: Yeah, my mom actually told me as I was talking to her that it was gonna cost ten thousand dollars to send uh four of us to the private school we were going to for the year. And that was mm-hmm. back in oh uh, two thousand.
0: Really? Two thousand one, yeah.
1: two thousand two.
0: So this said it can range anywhere from five thousand three hundred to twenty five thousand one hundred. I think my mom mentioned that whenever I was in elementary school, it was about 100 a month. So that was like 1200 a year. Um, I think she said the most it ever got was anywhere between three or 400 a month. So I, I wasn't at the national average, but it still was, um, you know, <clears throat> a, a cost. Mm-hmm. Um, it also says cost varies depending on the type of school. Catholic schools offer the best cost at 6000 and non sect sectarian schools coming in at around 21 um class sizes now this is where i think we also discussed just i think was a bit of an advantage (laughs) and (laughs) i'll get more into my personal size of classes but it says the difference between public and private school class student to teacher ratio is considerable public school the average class size is 25 kids per one teacher that makes sense compared to a max of 19 kids per class for private Mm -hmm. um correspondingly private schools have a better student to teacher ratio of 12.2 compared to 16.1 for public
1: Mm -hmm. i think mine was like one to ten it was Really? really low yeah
0: yeah i mean my graduating class was 19 people and the one before me was six. Right. So the ratio was, I remember, I remember my Spanish class, my sophomore and junior year being one of the bigger classes I ever took. And there was probably, oh, 16, 17 kids mm-hmm. in that class. But that was a combination of freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, all the different levels. Um, classes. Since you're not under state supervision, private schools can offer curriculum that suits their focus. So at the high school level, many private schools focus on preparing kids for college by offering a wide array of advanced placements. Um, due to the ever-changing budgets and mandated testing, public schools are more focused on core classes. A recent recap of high school graduates, i remember this article is 2019, July of this year, showed private school students scoring 3.1 points higher on ACT tests. The same disparity was found between primary and middle schools. A comparison of mathematics showed private schools scored 18 points higher for eighth graders and eight point higher eight points higher for fourth graders than in public school. Oh wow! I know I was really surprised by this. Reading had the same result, and the private schools outscoring their public counterparts by 18 points and 15 points for the same grades in reading. So I thought that was really interesting um, because I don't know if that's again like you know we mentioned. The, the amount of students per class, if that has anything... To, I don't know what that Well, one.
2: correlation doesn't necessarily mean causation, so it could be a couple of factors. Like, one, public school is going to have... Um, everybody under the sun, no matter their income yeah. level. Private school is going to probably be those who can afford it.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And mm-hmm. so,
2: like, people, studies show that those that have more money usually means they're working parents who can also have time um, at home to take care of their kids. Usually parents right. who live in poverty don't have the time to invest in their kids' homework. That's a right. lot of this,
0: too, is that I don't I don't know how much the statistic, and it does eventually have diversity down here at the bottom. We'll get to that. But I don't know how much it, it correlates into where the schools are placed as mm. far as in, in different...
2: Yeah, I may be jumping the gun here, but I know like a little bit later when the statistics mentioned that the diversity breakup is uh, mostly like white people in public in private schools, right? So yeah, so let's go over that.
0: So the diversity relates a lot to socioeconomic status yes, and, it does. and, and mm-hmm. finances. But that's funny that, you know, you, you just had looked up an article that said it's primarily white. Mine was really actually diverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine was fairly diverse.
2: So you were, like, down in, in Houston, right? I was
0: in Galveston County. Galveston. Yeah, so where my school was, was in an area that was also diverse anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting to read the statistic being that, and I can totally see that, especially, like, especially now that I live in Dallas. I'm, like, you know, seeing the different... Uh, neighborhoods and schools and stuff. I can see that being the case. Where my school was, I think had an opportunity to be diverse, and I think the cost helped it to be mm-hmm. more diverse because it was actually pretty
2: cheap, a affordable. affordable. Yeah,
0: private school education for where I went, and I thought I actually think that that's pretty cool that the cost didn't didn't um, discriminate based on any kind of thing. Like if you were able to afford, yeah. I don't think that they turned anybody away. To be honest with you, and you know, my teachers were diverse, the students were diverse. You know, the, the other faculty and staff of the whole school, the coaches, everything, everybody was pretty diverse. I didn't really deal with that, but hmm. apparently that's not the national yeah, that's average. that's interesting.
1: We, like, all the teachers at my school were white. Um, every single one. <laughs> like, not even... Not, like, Any
0: kind of ethnicity. Every, yeah,
1: everyone was white. Uh, we had... There was one... Uh, there was one black student in my sister's Only grade. <laughs> one student, and his parents were white. He was adopted. Yeah, there was no diversity. There oh was mine was my, yeah,
0: mine was pretty diverse. I mean, any yeah, like I said, anywhere from teachers to faculty yeah. to students, it was quite diverse. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. Even even my
0: principal in high school was black. Like mm-hmm. he and he was a former military guy. I loved him. He ended up being one of the best educators that I I, I respect him as as a person in, in, in power over a school. I think yeah. that he was a great educator. Um but yeah, even then, uh my whenever I was in elementary school, our um our principal was a woman. Yeah, and so that was in like the '90s, like '90s, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there was there was a bit of diversity That's in my school. Cool. Yeah, I remember thinking, seeing like a, a woman principal, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it yeah, until in later that. years. We didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a, a female principal yeah. in the '90s. So I, I I didn't see at least not with my own eyes. Now behind the scenes could be a different thing, but I didn't see any kind of discrimination as far as people of power like if you had the credentials and
2: you were good with students then you got the job yeah mine was um diverse not just in like ethnicity but also in like sexual orientation mm-hmm. um like oh cle- yeah and like, i wanted
1: to mention that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: like there was like some flamboyant gays in 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 high school um and also just like you know just a diverse like like the way people dress like there was like clearly like that that Dark emo click group. Mm. And then there was like the, the step up club kind of a thing that That's did awesome. like the clapping and stuff. Like there was like, <laughs> <laughs> like there were like, there was such a wide variety of just personalities mm. that people would just like not, there wasn't like a cookie cutter type of thing like you would see in like a, my youth group, for yeah. example, where sure, you know everybody wore like you know, polos and khakis. But <laughs> you know what I that mean? was my hallway. I know, I'm sure it was polos uh, and khakis. We'll talk about like wardrobe and, later. And but. I dated a guy um, in private school, and he actually started a How band. Many khakis, khakis? Did and he have? He actually. The name of the band was Heroes in Khakis. Oh <laughs> my god! Oh, that's funny. And so, like, but. The, but they were like three white boys wearing polos and khakis playing Christian music in their garage. Oh, that's really like brutal. that was that was the thing, and that's they really would funny. that it was it was just more of the same. Every time I yeah. went to go see him like do a performance, it was just more of the same in their hallway. But <laughs> he, sorry, I, to I was like. Oh, it looks like you got new khakis. Like, yeah. Dude, let me tell you, man, those khakis did things to me. You know? Whoa, <laughs> was, really? I was into my boyfriend. Were they wow. Dickies khakis? Because that's like the brand of private school I education attire. I just that they went great against his dark Italian skin. Oh, I was like, okay. boy, come at me. <laughs> I didn't say that back then cause I was a good Christian girl. I was like, hallelujah. I wanted to. <laughs> no, it was interesting that you went to the the
0: orientation. We, I mean, we did have some... Uh, some flamboyant people at my school mm-hmm. too um and I, I, I thinking back on it I'm like I think everybody knew but nobody said anything so it was just like okay yeah, dude this
2: boy wore makeup to prom like he was he was bold yeah. and yeah. proud about it and it was it was a cool thing to see mm-hmm.
0: um I, I think, think like yeah, yeah. If, I think like like at my school because it was private like nobody really I don't think any of us uh, I remember one of one of my friends like coming, and it was like I think we all kind of knew anyway. Mm-hmm. So whenever he finally came out, we were just like, okay. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember he after a while in high school, he just like didn't. He eventually left before graduation, but he wouldn't really hide it, and so we would just be like, okay, that's that's just how he is. Like we don't care. Yeah, he's still fun to be around. Like he's still a fun a fun friend or whatever have guy. you. Yeah, yeah. So like we, I don't. I think the teachers knew and like staff knew. Just nobody said anything.
1: Right. So I said I lived in – I went to, like, a homogenous private Christian school. Like, everyone Mm -hmm. looked the same – uh yeah, being gay no no no, no I, t- no I told the story about how the teacher stepped into his pants and was like or stepped into his back and was like, <laughs> oh my this god. is what gay sex
2: looks like um, oh my god so so that's like a weird visual well, I, 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 think, like I didn't
0: even get the sex I don't remember getting sex yeah. education options so like so oh, was at least out. I
1: got that um but yeah so no there were I'm pretty sure there were too so much noise today <laughs> I know this I'm this pretty sure it's getting us on our toes I'm pretty sure there were two people in my class who were gay. Um, one, has still isn't, one has still not come out. The other, though, my best friend. Mm-hmm. So my best friend in middle school uh, actually came. Okay, this is. Okay, so we used to write notes back and forth, like mm-hmm. constantly. Like we were just constantly sending notes. notes back and forth. Uh, she was my best friend, and she started writing letters to me from a made-up person that she had met on the internet.
2: I remember. Oh. yeah,
1: uh, Yeah. And he was a gay man from California that she had met online. And maybe, you know... Maybe it did start with someone she had met that was gay from online, but then she was writing me letters from that person in her own handwriting. Oh, wow. Saying that her printer was broken, and so she had to... Handwrite it? Handwrite it out instead of print it, which is like, no, your printer can only be broken for so long. Uh, (laughs) Especially (laughs) if your
0: parents have control over it. Yeah,
1: and she wrote a letter to me telling me that, as this other person, that she wanted to come out to her best friend, but she didn't think... He he didn't think that his best friend was going to accept him for it. Mm. And I didn't I just was clueless, guys. I had no clue what was going on. I did not understand that this was her trying to come out to me. And I well, wrote you said back this was middle school? This was um seventh grade, I think. Yeah. So, I, wrote, I mean you're still And I was still convinced that, like, you know, I was very convinced by that stepping into the jacket as pants. (laughs) You know, like, Uh -uh. I was very convinced, like, that, no, this was not He wants to step
0: into the pants? And this was my (laughs)
1: opportunity to save this person's soul. You know, like, this is the way I'm thinking about it. And so I wrote a very carefully crafted response basically saying that, like, you know, his, I'm sure that his friend would love him regardless, but, uh, like, you know, Jesus does not accept homosexuality and he's going to hell and all that stuff. And it wasn't until, honestly, like a couple years ago, thinking back through it, that I was like, mm, oh, that uh, was oh, that was she her. Oh, was, she was trying to come out to me and I... Like, I did not get it, and I did not return. well. I mean, well. it
0: doesn't sound like you were equipped to yeah. handle it well. Anyway. I wasn't equipped to handle it well. I mean, but I, I, yeah. I can only
1: imagine, like, the number of things like that that happen in schools like that, where people yeah. are, like, they don't see anyone else like themselves, and so they just don't know how, yeah, or maybe, like, the people... way they are isn't accepted by the people around them, and so they aren't free to be themselves. Just, I know
0: some people like that that yeah. I grew up with in the school that eventually, you know, they would, they would be bisexual or gay or what have you. Um, and then there was, there was one person that I knew that I was, I was pretty good friends with her for a while, but she eventually came out and actually told me that she had a crush on me. Um, and I, I like to think that I, that I handled it okay because I, I wasn't surprised when she came out. I was more surprised that she had a crush on me and I actually felt bad. Yeah. So I was like, I don't like you that way. And it's not because mm-hmm. of how you are. I'm just not attracted to women. Like, I'm, I'm straight. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. But I felt really bad because I felt like that took a lot of guts for her to do mm-hmm. that. And I, I felt bad <laughs> rejecting her because I didn't want her to get this idea in her head that it had anything to do with her sexual orientation. But yeah.
2: I think it's interesting, kind of like going back to what Jess was saying, how, like, she didn't feel... Um, equipped to handle that because it was like a you know she she grew up in this world where you believe everybody else believes the same thing you do yeah and it's almost like (laughs) almost like the allegory of the cave where you know you spend your whole life with these shadows on the wall and you just accept that as reality because you don't know anything else above it and i think that and i mean i don't want to say it's a it's a bubble it's kind of like a bubble like that article you sent to us Jess, and we could probably reference that later but Um, It is a bubble that you live in and you don't experience anything outside of it. I know it's parents trying to protect you, but you get this idea that this is the norm. What you experience every day, these ideals you share with these people is the norm. Anything that one person that's different is not the norm. And then you get out and you realize that one person is the norm. They just penetrated the bubble by themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I think was really interesting about mine. Because like I mentioned, like mine was, my school was pretty diverse. Like it was pretty understood that there were some people of different sexual orientation. Just nobody said anything and nobody really chastised them or anything like that. So I I don't know if I had it good or bad or whatever. I do mm-hmm. think there's still a lot of uh, na- like naive <clears throat> mindsets and ways of thinking. And there was a bubble. But I think because of the diversity I guess around like where where my school was and different things like that that the bubble was kind of (laughs) poked you know like Mm -hmm. there was like some reality checks thrown in every now and then that this could also be a possibility Mm -hmm. so I think that's you know whenever my friend came out to me or whenever you know I found out a couple of my friends that I had known for a while were gay I just was kind of and then my, my my cousin came out to me I think by then I had just kind of been you know, I had grown up with the notion of like you know being gay is evil and bad, but I think as I grew older and I started seeing more of it around me, I was just like, okay, what what am I supposed to do? What what is like? I don't I don't know. Yeah, what, and what I had do you, go, what do you want me to do? With
1: that? I had to go through that transition too. Like, yeah, I, I want to say I, it wasn't until you know it's sad the first couple of people that I met who were gay in uh, high school were kind of loving the fact that other people were judging them and being even more flamboyant for it, you know, like it. they thrived off of it, or maybe that's just the way that, you know, they reacted to it in that situation, yeah. you know, like, uh, but I kind of, I just thought that they were kind of attention hogs, uh, but it wasn't until I got to college that <clears> I, I <throat> had the chance to kind of adjust Yeah. those those problematic, like that problematic idea of what it meant to be gay. Uh, and, but the same, like, some of the same shifts happened for me with people who just didn't look like me or didn't believe the same thing. Like, we talked about atheism or, right. um, like, I was a little racist. Well, like, so, you already discussed that yeah. your private
0: school wasn't diverse. So, right. you know, that yeah. that's definitely an institutionalized right, right. <laughs> situation, it seems like, for you because you weren't, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah the way that you were raised in your early school. Mm-hmm. So okay, kind of talking, uh, expounding on a lot of that. Do you think there's any merit to the fear that public education encourages all the negatives, (laughs) all the negative stereotypes? Kids having sex, dressing um, promiscuously, believing in evolution,
2: (laughs) etc. No, 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 and no.
0: (laughs) a legit fear. And I,
1: and I was, this is the question I was going to ask earlier to yeah. you, Sarah, actually. Did, your, oh my did God. your mom talk to you about evolution? She Was she was she ever like, this was now your question, teachers yeah. are going to talk to you about
0: evolution? No, and, okay. Okay, well then, hang on. I have a little bit more to this. Because conversely, do we think that conservative Christian schools protect kids' spiritual lives?
2: Okay, so I'm, I'm really... Goodness, that I'm, one for no, you. No, this is what's so funny to me is because like uh, it's almost like... Um, do you really think that all the bad things of, of kids having sex and dressing promiscuously and believing in vaccinations? <laughs> evolution, <laughs> Like, that's how absurd it sounded to me.
0: And um, the irony is that evolution is not just the, the thought of, like, man kings and monkeys kind I know. of thing. Like, evolution is actually it's way more natural <laughs> but it was
2: such a negative thing so to well, talk. we're definitely
1: gonna have to do an episode on evolution now but <laughs> I, agree. Okay. I agree
2: okay so I, I agree. have a really funny story about this whole evolution thing because I was actually very yes. anti-evolution yes. even in middle school and in high school actually because I, I um, did a communications class I gave speeches about um, how evo- like the flaws in the evolution theory and, and how creationism is obviously and to this public school this was not a private school affair. how was that taken it was fine i got good grades but like because <laughs> you I did, had you did it I sounds like you did some research and i mean don't get me wrong there are there are question open questions to evolution but evolution is it's like the theory of gravity you know there's questions we don't know everything about gravity it's still right, theory right. but not a law but it's pretty much accepted as a law but um anyways my parents my parents sit in really uh they didn't really ever sit me down and give me any sort of like warning talks. What they did was, um, if they saw me, um, you know, researching something, they would be very uh, supportive of it. So I mentioned like I'm thinking about talking about this, and like that's great. Let's take you to the library and find mm-hmm. these books. And I had six books in my bookshelf all about how evolution is flawed. Right. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so that was that was fun. Do I think public school? Um, the fears surrounding public school are unfounded or founded. Um, that's a good question. I think, I think there's, I think there are the same risks. To be honest, in public versus private school. Oh, I can fully agree. And the reason why I say that, is, and the way you navigate those risks. <laughs> Um, is all about, you know, communicating with your child, you know, of, you know, like creating that safe space with your kid and helping them, like, develop a strong sense of boundaries and, you know, being true to themselves or whatever, um, you know, educating them about drugs and sex and those safe habits. Like, if you're worried about an environment corrupting your kid, don't blame the environment. The environment's going to – we have no control over the environment where yeah. they get older. Um, I think the way to navigate that is, you know, helping your kid – develop, you know, a strong autonomy of self. Well, like, being able to make decisions for themselves. Yeah. I went to public school. I did not do drugs. I didn't cuss until I was, like, mid-20s. I didn't have sex at all. I didn't even know how sex worked until, probably, embarrassingly, late in life. If you want to hear how embarrassing, yeah. listen to our sex, sex episode. <laughs> it was, yeah. so like, I created my own... My parents taught me how to create my own bubble, and my bubble, my own bubble, was impenetrable. Man. Yeah. So, like... It's really not. The fear doesn't
0: really stick. It it's, didn't. At least it
2: didn't for you. I mean, it did did one girl try to poison another girl who got a lead part in the play oh by spiking god. her oh. Mountain Dew with bleach? Yes, that did happen in my public school. <laughs> what? <trapped>. But <laughs> I feel like that could happen anywhere. Oh my
0: god!
2: Am I right? Am I, oh, someone tell me I'm
0: right. That <laughs> never happened in my school, but uh, we also, Jeez. I already discussed, we didn't have a theater program. So I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> True!
1: Competition was not a step. It was not...
2: <laughs> who, yeah. It wasn't
1: that fierce. Oh it, my god. Did that
2: happen? Sure. Is that a great environment for okay. kids? Maybe not. But you can only, it wasn't me. You can so. only tell
0: this story if everybody turned out okay in the end. Everyone
2: was fine. The oh, okay. Was, I mean, it's bleach. Like, you can smell it. Like, she took it, <laughs> and she was like, uh, this smells like bleach. Took it to the, <laughs> it to the principal. Oh, He's like, God. this smells like bleach. And they, like, arre- she ended up getting arrested, I think. oh like, crap. Yeah, oh, was the whole thing. Oh, my God. Well,
0: uh, that's a fear I didn't know existed, but. Okay. <laughs> Just.
1: Uh, wow, now I'm like, not even sure what the question was.
0: I'm so taken about The it. merits yeah. of fear of public school, like having to oh, drink bleach oh, whoa, 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 because oh. somebody is mad at well, you. Well, no, that never happened
1: to me. That never, thank God that never happened to me. <laughs> Jeez. How people
2: get that? Oh. I don't know. Like, she just... She, this, will make, this will work. Oh, that means, uh, this is a good idea. It's a
0: Lifetime movie. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, okay, so... I, I mean, okay, let me take these one at a time. Let's talk about promiscuity. I had no incentive to be promiscuous at my private school because if I was showing too, not too much ankle, I mean, that's an exaggeration, but if I was showing too much clavicle, the girls (laughs) in my class were going to look at me weird. So, (laughs) like, I, yeah, no, I I didn't have any incentive to dress promiscuously at private school because it was like, that's just something that you do and then you're automatically an outcast for doing it. Um, But then when I moved into public school, it was like girls were wearing mini skirts and shorts, shorts and I'm wearing and I look like a prude in mm-hmm. you how I'm dressed, right? So well, you're still dressing like you did in uh, yeah. private school,
0: at a public school. Because, right. Well, also, like, you... Just- Probably didn't need to go shop.
1: You had clothes, so uh, well, yeah. We didn't have a dress code at the private school, actually. So oh, really? We well, okay. we did have a dress code, but we didn't have a uniform. Let me say. <clears throat> um, but then in Luffy public you. school, <laughs> mm. in public school, like I, I wanted to go to Erpascal and get those really cute short shorts oh, because Air everyone Postel else had the cutest clothes. Yeah, I know, but I wasn't allowed to because you know standard modesty standards. Um, so I did face that tension, and I did do the thing where I bought a pair of short shorts from air Postel and a thong actually and Ooh. hid them and wore them on my own to feel sexy in my own right. Or would like ch- change into them in the school bathroom and then change back out. You know, like I did that a little <laughs> you bit. You would do that. Oh, oh my yeah.
0: god! Oh my that God. That sounds yeah. like so much effort.
1: It was a lot of fun. My sure. parents
0: knew if I had a thong. I, like,
1: okay. I thrived <laughs> on being secretive. I was like, hey, hey, you don't know what
2: I'm doing. Well, oh, I hated thongs. My friends all bought my. I was notorious in my friend circle for not wearing them, and so for my sixteenth birthday, they all bought me thongs, and I am not making this up. I buried them.
1: Oh my god! Every single one. Oh, see, they I found them uncomfortable, uncomfortable for a while. Oh, well, I found them uncomfortable.
2: They're too. made better now,
0: but they were uncomfortable, for a, so like, now, they were uncomfortable yeah. for a while. So, like, even trying to be secretive and be like wearing yeah. a thong,
2: I'm like, uh, no, I can't. Well, and, and, and I
1: want to clarify that, like, even though I was wearing a thong, didn't mean I wanted to show anyone my thong.
2: Right. It was just like no, I got rid of that sinful underwear. I had no place no, in my house. No, for household. me, it was just like well, I, I enjoyed.
1: <laughs> I enjoyed the kind of little secret
2: rebelliousness. That is like the epitome of just. That is the epitome of Jess.
1: It's like I'm wearing something sexy and you don't know.
2: You anyway. can't stop me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh yeah, what about, so definitely like, public school promiscuity, yeah, there was there was a shift there. Um, other fears like evolution. Evolution. I was actually talking to my mom about this oh, before really? and I mm-hmm. was more okay, my my First exposure to evolution was actually at my private school because we did a creation versus evolution debate. Oh, wow. And all of the kids who were on the creation side of it did, like, no research. They just pulled Bible verses. <laughs> and then all the kids on the evolution side of it did had to do a ton of research. Because they didn't, they didn't know. know anything yeah. about these theories. Which side were you on? I was on the evolution side. Oh, wow. And we just kind of just destroyed the other yeah. side, so it, it ended up being the situation where everyone was sitting in the class, like, "Oh crap, evolution makes more sense." look like,
0: you her face. <laughs> <like?" laughs> it was really funny. Oh my it was god, really
1: funny. And I actually, through that project, convinced myself that pangea was a thing. Like, I convinced myself that all yeah. the that because that had been my part of the debate. Right. Um. I went. <clears throat> I was still very skeptical about like man coming from monkey type thing. Uh, when I went into high school, I thought it was interesting in the public school that we didn't, we never really did it a, a unit on evolution. Mm-hmm. We did a natural selection unit, yeah. but we've more so focused on like things that were a little easier to accept, like how, like um, like if the geographic location changes of, you know, a, a kind of animal then different species will be selected for based on right. yeah. uh, the... Microevolution. Car- right, right.
0: What were your parents like whenever you did that research? Uh,
1: my parents...
0: Did I, they... I did
1: it without talking to my parents about it, to be okay. honest, because I knew as soon as I brought up evolution, it was just going to turn into a lecture.
0: But that's what I'm getting <laughs> at is that, yeah, yeah it's it, it kind of shows that they had that fear, and that fear was disproven because of the research that you did. It, it didn't end up swaying you either way. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. for my parents, I think, like, that... Evolution. If you agree with evolution, you can't believe in God. Like they think about it. That and was exactly. a pretty fear. common stigma. Yeah. That's in the schools. stigma, exactly.
0: Right. I don't remember having. I remember thinking early on, like, oh, evolution. They don't like evolutionists. Don't believe in God, so I can't go right. that route. But then, as I got further into my science classes, yeah. I had some really good teachers mm-hmm. at my private school. Um, I'll never forget my middle school Miss Young. She made science so fun, and she was she was a hoot. One time. She had us like one of the one of the kids in my class went to the bathroom. She had us turn off all the lights, go to a different classroom, and whenever he came back, we were all gone. And like she liked to pull pranks and stuff. But because she was that kind of personality, she was like <clears throat> she made learning like by about biology and, and science in general mm-hmm. fun. And I don't remember there being a stint on like major aspects of evolution, but I think she kind of tiptoed around it to not upset the school. But she still knew that we needed to learn it, right? And so, um, <clears throat> I always, I had, re- I had really good science teachers at my school. I really did. They, they were very, um, they were very fascinated by by any kind of science, like like any kind of science, whatever. And so, I always found mm-hmm. that really fascinating. But I don't think I ever really had a a huge negative anti evolution um, agenda thrown at me. Not that I can think of. Not even by my parents.
1: Yeah. So that's so interesting.
0: <clears throat> and I know we've talked about this in previous episodes, but I feel like the same things that happened at public school also happened at my private school. You know, like there were you know, there there were kids in high school like, you know, having sex or doing all these different things that wasn't getting any,
1: pregnant getting yeah. pregnant,
0: whatever have you. There were people that were doing drugs. I mean, I knew some people that would uh, you know, leave campus for whatever, come back and there was there was stuff in their drinks. Their drinks were spiked. You know, mm-hmm. like there was the, the bubble existed, but the bubble also was a bubble of ignorance on the on the part of like I guess the faculty and stuff. Because it's not that they didn't do their best to try to protect the kids, but kids are gonna be kids. Like that's it's kind of a natural rebellion. You know, like mm-hmm. that's kind of what and and, and it, I don't think private school or public school really can stop it either way. Because I'm not saying that public schools also they don't try to stop students from doing the same things. Obviously they teach like <clears throat> sex education classes to try to make sure that they're you know, kids are gonna have sex, do it smartly. Yeah. You know, um, you know, there's the the anti drug programs, mm-hmm. everything like that. But, you know, kids are are going to find access and if they're curious they're going to be curious regardless of what kind of school system they have
1: right and i think it's also interesting from your perspective sarah that there are there are opportunities to create that bubble anyway yeah. in the public yeah. school system like for sure there's yeah. bible club you can uh-huh. just be friends with the other people from your church who yep. are at your school like, what i did you can like you can create that secure bubble if you really want to encourage your kids to do that in the public
2: school as well yeah just little phrases like you know be the light in this world right Mm -hmm. you know don't uh be in this world but not of this world right Mm -hmm. so a lot of those a lot of those things like kept me from uh you know giving into the influence Mm
1: -hmm. slash
2: Mm -hmm. making friends with people that were not like myself Right and um, yeah, I created my own bubble. I wore. I I never was like mean to anybody. Like we definitely, I collaborated just fine. But I was so afraid of uh, losing myself and being mm-hmm. like you know the perfect. This is going to sound weird, but like the perfect girl, like the perfect Christian girl. Sure. That um, I, I had that mindset for a while too. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I don't know if any one of you guys that ident- did identify with that mindset of you know, because the cool the weird thing about religion is there are guidelines of how you can be perfect mm-hmm. pretty much and it's so easy to just you know like as long as I do A, B, C, D there's no ambiguity of morality like right um, that you just it's easy it's like a
0: workbook you check yeah all exactly things and you do like, your this is how you're a good sure. this is
2: how you become a good person and stay a good person yeah so like that was a, that was like my template for going into school and I remember having that template like in middle school and hell even elementary school and high school like you know, this was who I was and you cannot change me. And I will plug my ears and say la, la, la for anything that might clash against that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely created my own bubble. It wasn't until hmm, college, maybe even beyond, probably not graduate school, whenever my own brother came out as gay, that everything just popped.
1: Yeah. Like there's so many interesting dynamics to being confined to a certain group of people. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting. I don't know where we're going with this.
2: <laughs> well, I think we had a fantastic discussion today. I really enjoyed hearing y'all's perspective on private school versus my yeah. perspective on public school. Yeah. I mean, I still want to discuss
0: later in length about um, other curriculars in, yeah. this, in the school, but we can discuss that There's later so time. much with There's this so topic more, as yeah. there are
1: with like all of the topics we've been talking about.
0: Yeah. Because I do want to talk about Bible class and chapel and mm-hmm. things
1: like
2: that. Yeah. But... Listen to your heart okay, when Now I'm, I'm going to wrap no. it up.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, what would you choose for your child? Would you homeschool? Which we could also get into homeschooling. Oh, we definitely have
1: to do an episode on homeschooling. But
0: I mean, would you homeschool? Would you private school? Would you public? Would you, you know, move to a different
2: home in order to put them in a better school system? Yeah. So definitely. Um, I would not homeschool. I ain't got time for that. Uh, I don't even think I would do private school. I don't know if I'd have the money for that. Um, I mean, I probably could. I don't hopefully would. But I don't know. I think what I'm trying to say is, I don't know if it necessarily matters if I do private versus public versus homeschool. What matters, I think, is, you know, the the reputation of the school that they go to, I personally don't see a pro or con versus private of private versus public. Yeah, I agree. I really don't see one. Um, only thing that matters to me is do these schools set my child up for success? Yeah. Because they're, they're going to have challenges no matter what.
0: And if you want to keep the religious aspect, I mean, that's, that's something like if there's a club, if that I mean, means that, something to you at all, I'm just saying, I'm just speaking in generality. Yeah, like, I, like, you know, you
2: can go to church, you can, you or can. Or I could just, I could be my child's youth pastor that's and thing. have like my direct hand in their, in their spiritual upbringing, like my mother did. <laughs> and that, that worked out fine
0: for me. But so. that's what I'm saying is like, you know, I think you make a fair point, like, and which we discussed earlier is, uh. There's really no difference if if the school has a good reputation for success. Yeah. It really shouldn't matter if it's public or private. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And I think that's for me that's kind of what I think about someday when I have a child, it's going to depend on the school districts that are available. Mm-hmm. Like if the public school in that area has a really terrible academic track record and I know that and you know, even if it, that school has a bad academic track record, that doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to roll it out. If I know that my kid is kind of a self starter, and I am able to kind of find opportunities to supplement their education in that way. That is but, a good
0: point to make. Is that also how is the child yeah, in an environment of education? What right. kind of environment do they thrive in, regardless of the 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 number of students in their classroom right
1: but if my kid is kind of having some of the same difficulties that my sibling did with like ADD ADHD Mm -hmm. dyslexia and they need an environment where they can have more individualized instruction then I would I would consider paying the extra money to put them into even a school where they're going to grow up with the same 15 kids you know like of course as they get older I would would want to continually reassess with them like how are things going on, like going at school, mm-hmm. do you want to switch schools, continuing to say like let's keep this an open dialogue, let's talk about your needs going forward, like, but I think yeah it depends a lot on the schools that are available, their academics, and my my kids needs.
0: I think it comes down to um, community, I guess this is the sense of community, mm-hmm. kind of like we discussed, um Uh, student to teacher ratio maybe diversity I think there's a few of those things brought up but Mm -hmm. I think I kind of had it a little bit different because like I said mine was quite diverse and yeah
1: um I think that's the thing like there's just so much um so much difference in schools and how like even in private schools mm -hmm. themselves it's hard to make general statements yeah. About whether private or public education is better, because it just it depends on the school and the location and the, and the child. Kid and the child,
0: yeah. Well, I'm glad we had this discussion. It was really interesting to learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have it's it's funny. Like I'm solely private school, Sarah's solely public, and just as a hybrid. So this was a good. Yeah, a good, a, good mix a, of a good mix of perspectives. A good mix of discussion. Yeah, it was a little a little stew. Yeah. Of
2: ideas. Like all Goldilocks's porridges, it seems more <laughs> like, just homogenous. What are you talking about? Oh, just right. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> okay, interesting. Where are all you right. going with that? You, I was confused where you went with that because I thought you're talking about the actual porridge and porridge is a homogenous mixture. I'm I was so- making a metaphor,
1: but I. I'm so confused right now.
2: So thank you so much for tuning in. Again, for today. <laughs> can you
0: <laughs> let us know if you think porridge is homogenous and you can email us at <laughs> three sheltered girls at gmail.com. That is all spelled out. Three sheltered girls at Gmail. Also please rate us on all of our media platforms, whether it be Apple, Spotify. Can you yeah. rate on Spotify? No, but follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify. Rate us
1: on iTunes because apparently that's what matters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. If you like us, make sure that we have the ability to be heard by others.
1: Yeah. And if you're Benadryl, give us a sponsorship.
2: What's that supposed to mean? You I don't remember? Don't Is it because I sneeze a stage? bunch? No. no. Well, that too.
1: But I think, no, remember we had. We did the, like, Benadryl. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Benadryl, if do you you're hearing, please. Do, really? do, do. For when you do, 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 do something. Do, do, do. Just, Benadryl? Alright. That's <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Anyway, I need a nap. Okay, right. bye. 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 Thanks everybody. for listening. Bye.